Evil Wears a Green Dress, a Mrs. Claus story. Episode 3, Merry Christmas. I do want to fight tonight. Dateline, space! Mrs. Claus soars through the void, leading her intrepid party for a dangerous mission against the Scarlet Jade and her fortified moon base. The odds are stacked heavily against them, but that never stopped Mrs. Claus before in her everlasting mission to deliver cold, evil stocking. And this villain is no different, using the awesome power of Zuvan quartz fragments to absorb life from several planets. But to what end? Hopefully Mrs. Claus will put a stop to it before we find out. We join our heroes, already in progress. Prepare for FTL descent. Everyone know their positions? Do I? Gisan Musar Damarqueso, I swear to all your gods, I will... Ready, Mrs. Claus? Okay. Dropping out of hyperspace, now. Checking sensors. Moon base, 12 o'clock. That's no moon. Oh, oh no, wait. Sorry, that's a moon. Sorry, everyone, Uh, that's a moon. We've got incoming everything. Initiating evasive maneuvers. Lyric are on guns. Kuma, take the rear. Gison, strap in at co-pilots. Push! Zoom! Pew, pew, pew! Boom! Oh, man, this is truly a dogfight for the ages. I'm really sorry you can't see this. Mrs. Claus versus an onslaught of missiles, mines, drones, and every kitchen sink the Scarlet Jade can throw at her. As Kuma and Lyric shoot down all incoming targets, Mrs. Claus continues to take evasive maneuvers as she fights her way closer and closer to the base. Hold on, everyone. We're taking serious flack. I'm bringing Rosie and Lowe for a final run. Lyric, focus guns on the outer perimeter. Kuma, cover Lyric. Geeson, keep being handsome. Here we go. Wait, wait, wait. Now see, here you go again with that handsome business. Really? During the climax of my space battle, you want to go down this road again. Fine, he's handsome. Strikingly so. And you know what? So were you before you started eating a world supply of milk and cookies every year. Oh, I didn't start that rumor. Mm-hmm. But you sure didn't quell it either. Now, if you don't mind, I was about to shove Rosie right up Jade's backside before I was interrupted. I'm sorry. <laughs> Here we go! Hole opened! Brace for impact! Thanks to Mrs. Claus's fancy flying and lyrics continued assault, our heroes were able to punch a hole in the base and enter the Scarlet Jade's outer sanctum. Mrs. Claus drops Rosie gracefully in a large dark room and quickly disembarks, knowing their unauthorized entrance has not gone unnoticed. Rosie's security measures activated. Gieson, you have the schematics drawn up. Yes. Based on our entry, we look to be in the anterior supply cache. We need to proceed through the doors ahead. Follow me. Clear. 
Wait. Guards ahead. They're probably on a fixed patrol. One way to find out. Kuma, send up two creepers. We should know momentarily. Creeper data confirms a fixed route. Possible ambush points here and here. We take them down quick and quiet. Lyric, you take point on this. Right in. On my count, one, two... Hold it right there. What's this? As our heroes were about to ambush the guards, they find themselves ambushed by two hidden patrols. Surrounded and outgunned, but not backing down, the guards and our heroes stare each other down intensely. Identify yourselves. This is General Claus of the Galactic Alliance and Outer Rim Federated Planetary Consortium. Lay down your arms now and I promise no harm will come to you. And where is the one you call Santa? 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 Santa. Apparently, your reputation precedes you. <laughs> Even across solar systems. <laughs> How humbling. Wait, this part gets good. So I answered them. Santa is not here, but I speak for him and my party. Are you his harbinger? His hamburger? Explain yourself. What's there to explain? You're his mate. You know how he brings peace and prosperity to well-behaved children while raining down death and destruction for those who would dare cross him and his strict moralistic code. Even I, as a child, was tucked into bed with a cautionary tale of behaving or facing the fury of the Crimson King. What? Santa? (laughs) Yeah, Crimson King. Lyric! Silence, petulant child, or suffer his wrath. Yes, it's true. I am his herald, and I promise you this. Assist us in our mission, and he will find mercy for you in his cold, black heart. We agree. Really? I mean, good. We once believed in the Countess, but now... Revenge and malice have gnarled her last shred of compassion. She's a heartless despot who rules her troops through fear and starvation. Help us break these chains. Of course, I will help you defeat this tyrant. And I have a plan. First, I need you to point your guns at me. Meanwhile, the Scarlet Jade prepares the final preparations in her battle room, inputting evil math formulas into her console on the balcony. Let's see. Monolith power at 85%. Planetary channel is open. And the galactic goody two-shoes will soon be delivered to watch my triumph. (laughs) Now we're cooking with thermite. Countess, we have the prisoners as ordered. Good, good. Thank you, Colonel Benzar. You and your men have my undying gratitude. Ah, Mrs. Claus, we meet again, and just in time to see my final stroke. Troops, nudge them forward. I want her to have a front row seat for this. A front row seat for what? 
Jade. What indeed? You see, Mrs. Claus, I learned a lot after you defeated me last. However, you made one soon-to-be mistake. You didn't finish the job. Your flagship was little more than flaming wreckage. Nothing could have survived that blast. And yet here I am, back after the vacuum's cold embrace, stronger than ever, and just a few minutes away from becoming the most powerful being in the galaxy. Behold, on this monitor, the Tellurian Zuvin Quartz monolith. Thank you, thank you. This beautiful crystal, named for its beautiful creator, will grow more powerful with each harvested soul, injecting life force directly into the planet core below us. Eventually, the planet's rotation will increase faster and faster until it becomes a paragravity-charged superweapon I call the Fist of God. A planetary ball and chain with this moon base holding the chain by quantum bonds. Then, using the residual output from the Tellurian monolith fed into the transport logistics, I'll open a portal able to send both this moon and the planet to any system I so desire, squeezing any nearby planet dry, turning it into a husk, and then crashing my fist into it, causing orbitable gravitational chaos as it ricochets off other planets into the system. The destruction will be magnificent. We'll see about that, Jade. But how did you succeed in absorbing those planets earlier without your so-called fist of God? (laughs) By thinking small... I used a Zuvin fragment I acquired early on, keeping it in a permanent gyroscopic imbalance within my Interceptor-class starship. It would then make strafing runs just below the atmosphere, which did the trick, but on a much smaller scale. Who has time for that when you're a sexy, sinister supervillain on the go? But this useless planet below us just waits to be used for something greater. Its range and wrath will know no bounds. (laughs) What's so funny? You know it'll never work right. The math alone... My math is flawless. You see, using the Kinsey formula as our foundation, freely extrapolating the subtactile particles as our variables, steadily increasing the permutation until it reaches a nexus point of 5,000 gorbels, we found a maximum energy output of 23 to the 23rd looping erodes, which I don't have to tell you is five times the output that cleared the hexon belt. I then took the function of the energy's constant over the output of... Where's my holopad? <clears throat> uh, folks, uh, for the sake of time, we're going to jump ahead five minutes. It uh, gets pretty dry or or boring. Yeah, let's go with boring. Either way, you're welcome. And then the final AF to the QX confabulations are coupled using the phalangian L joint and... There, the weapon is complete and ready to dole out pain and punishment on a scale heretofore never witnessed by any sentient organism. Mm. Oh, is that it? Uh, guys, wake up. What? Oh. Uh. So, what do you think? It's 
as evil as it is thorough. Oh, thank you. And you won't get away with it. Did you not hear step 23C subsection 2 detailing just that very concern? Should I go back? No. No matter. You're too late. With the final push of this big red shiny button, the countdown will begin, ticking towards my irreversible victory once the crystal begins its spin. I'm afraid I can't let you do that, Jane. Oh, that's adorable. Colonel Binzar, shoot her. Like the lady said, I'm afraid we can't let you do that. It's over, Countess. Step away from the console and come with us peacefully, or face the consequences. <laughs> oh, consequences? You insignificant piece of space trash. You think you can stop me? You should have shot me when you had the chance. Droids, get them. All right, listen, there's no time to lose. Lyric, Geeson, get to the console and disable it, no matter what. I'll clear a path for you, then get to Jade before she escapes. She's mine. Kuma, fall in with Colonel Benzar and do what you do best. Bust some robot heads. <laughs> yeah, just like Caldon 3. Now move. As the Scarlet Jade ducks into a hallway like the green-bellied coward she is, armed sentries pour out of the walls and open fire on our heroes. Kuma joins Colonel Benzar while Lyric and Geese and Beeline for the Scarlet Jade's console. It's a mess of buttons, knobs, and gizmos with a large countdown ticking away. Lyric wastes no time, dropping to her knees and plunging into her toolkit. Okay, first things first. 90 seconds left. Let's get the paneling off. Dang it, Geese and a little help. Got it. What can I do to help? Hand me the socket wrench. The what socket wrench? No, a socket wrench. You know what? Just keep an eye on the time for a sword and incoming robots. That I can do. No, it's fine, Eric. I'll just refabricate this Gorgian circuit plate by myself. No big deal. Now, where's my delta flange? Ha-ha! Take eye on, steel monstrosity. Don't get cocky, G. Kuma, how are you? <laughs> Reroute the negative here. Shoot! Okay, don't do that again. Capping tertiary output. Ow! There. Connection sealed. That's it. G, check the timer. Still counting down. Uh, double shoot. Fine, I'll dive back in. 45 seconds, love. Yeah, yeah, just keep telling me love, handsome. Let's see. Red wire to green. Seems appropriate for the season. Uh, here we go. Alza! Ah, that's a good shot. Let's try that again, you rascal. As Lyric continues to work her way through the mess of wires and widgets, Mrs. Claus sprints to the moon base, hot on the heels of the Scarlet Jade as they trade shots. You're only making this worse, Jade. I disagree. Your robots can't stop me either. Can't blame it counts for trying. Damn you, open! It's over, Jade. This is a dead end. It's not a dead end, it's just locked. You know what caused this, right? We're on stage three lockdown, which means all auxiliary causeways are closed. So, thanks a bunch. Sorry to disappoint. Drop your gun. You're coming with me. No, I don't think so, Claus. What are you gonna do? Shoot me? Not before I do the same. 
You're not fast enough. I was first in my class in the academy in all sidearm drills. I'll take my chances. That reminds me, do you remember our last meeting on Quartos 82883? Of course. You kidnapped the group of Federation ambassadors. I rescued them. And you blew me up. You had a chance to surrender peacefully. You chose not to. I know, and I just wanted to let you know that I'd never held it against you. Anything else? Yeah. I'm a terrible liar. Meanwhile, in the battle room, Lyric and Giesen continue to work on disabling the countdown while gunshots, robots, and general pandemonium surrounds them. Fifteen seconds. Whatever you're doing, do it now. I know, I know. Don't think I know. Just keep shooting. Let's see, three wires left. Which one are you? Ten. Okay, time to pull out the big guns. Eeny, meeny, miny, toe. Are we dead? Everything just stopped. Timer's at one. Lyric, you did it. I did? I did. Of course I did. Huh, the fences must have been tied to the control panel. Checking status. Defenses disabled. Quantum bond is deteriorating. Quartz rotation is below 5%. Crisis averted. Nothing to it. Kuma, how are you? (laughs) Of course they didn't. Glad you're okay. Oh, dang, the souls. I'm getting crazy potential energy readings from the quartzes. Attempting to stabilize now before the crystals separate. The gyroscope is the only thing keeping them together. Oh my god, of course. Uh, Let me try. The containment field is still weak, but workable. When that monolith finally ruptures, the harvested energy... Will be expunged. Yeah, I know. I'm not letting those souls loose into the void, G. I got this. There's someone coming. Be ready. Gisen Musar Don Marqueso, if you shoot me, so help me. Mrs. C! <laughs> Carrying the limp body of the Scarlet Jade over her shoulder, Mrs. Claus enters the room and drops her quite unceremoniously to the ground, still unconscious from the blaster to the chest. Is she dead? No, but she'll wish she was when she wakes up. Her chest will be one big bruise, and I can't imagine she'll get much mercy from Colonel Benzar in the brig. It's time she finds out how deplorable conditions are for prisoners. Thank you, General Claus. We'll see to it that she's brought to justice. Private, restrain the Countess. With pleasure, sir! Where are we on the harvested souls? Were we able to retrieve them? Um... Well, I tried, Mrs. C... I really did, but all those lives the Countess took are reversible. Really? But you just said you tried. Yeah, and totally succeeded. Oh man, you should have seen your face. Lyric, you saved them? (laughs) Kuma found it first. We can contain the harvested souls in a multiplanar imbalance until we return the crystals to their planet. Once there, there's a reverse algorithm we can run that retroconverts the potential energy latent in them. There may be some crossover, so I can't guarantee everyone will materialize in their proper planet, but... But Lyric, that's fantastic. Yeah, I'm pretty cool. We're pretty cool. 
I'll send word to the sovereigns of each planet to notify them of the potential import-export issues. A slight inconvenience compared to, well, what had already happened. General Claus, again. Words cannot express what this liberation means to us, my men, and the countless planets affected by this blight upon the galaxy. Thank you. Your party has saved countless lives. And we couldn't have done it without you, Colonel. What more can we do? My men are already running a scan on the base for any surviving droids and, well, valuables. We'll have this place stripped, drive, resources, anything we can sell on the black market for food, goods, or whatever. I shouldn't have said that out loud. Help yourself, Colonel. Do your men have a way off this rock? Yeah, there's a shuttle in the hangar. We'll have the Countess to the Federation's flagship, and from there, who knows? As long as it's not here. May your gods see you through your journey. Which brings us to now. You still didn't explain how Kuma came back smelling like a moldy grease trap. <laughs> right. So, we left the base in Colonel Benzar's hands and headed back to Baibi's for a final celebratory drink and to return our unused weapons. With Giesen? Without Giesen, you jealous sot? He left with the Zuvan courses to return them to their proper planets. He... Insisted. <laughs> to take all the credit? <laughs> and the parades, and the groupies, and the fame, and the groupies. Let him. I prefer hanging back. Why do you think I love it so much here with you in the barren tundra? Oh, and you trust him to return the crystals and not make his own fist of whatever? He knows where that fist will end up if he tries anything like that. <laughs> so anyway... We're at the bar winding down before coming home, and Lex asked a favor of me. Take a plan to a friend of his stationed in some remote outpost. No biggie, right? I figure I owe the guy. What's with this uh, plant, Lex? It's a Fangian weeping fern. I promised a buddy stationed on I-33 Strontium Outpost I'd send him one. He's a bit of a xenobotanist. Don't worry, it'll remain dormant as long as you don't feed it after midnight. Why does that sound familiar? Kuma, you mind holding it on the way back? <laughs> it's harmless. Well... Mostly harmless. How bad can a plant be, right? Bad. That's how bad it can be. I, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden this green hell was unleashed on our back seat, and you saw and smelled the end result. So the plant didn't make it? The plant didn't make it. It was him or us. Kuma managed to wrangle it into the exhaust port, and I spaced it. So the plants are him? Long, fleshy tendrils, whipping around, trying to assert its dominance over three strong females while making a stinky mess. Do I have to spell it out, Kringle? Oh, 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 I guess I can't argue. <laughs> and shouldn't. But don't worry. You're one of the good ones. No. What about Lex? I told him what happened. Said I'd bring him a bottle of Arturian whiskey the next time I came by as repayment. He forgot about the plant pretty quickly after that. Which brings us to now, now? Which brings us to now, now? And a shower? 
Care to join me? <laughs> I should make a, a quick spot check on the floor so we don't, don't get us disturbed. <laughs> but after that, I'm all yours till shift change. A bath, then. I'll start drawing the water. Hurry back. Père Noël. <laughs> I will. <laughs> it's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> and so, our adventure draws to a close, and with it a well-deserved rest for our heroes. With the galaxy a safer place for a time, so must our story end. But... When any kind of evil or ne'er-do-wellery rears its ugly head, Mrs. Claus will dust off her thigh-high boots and once again pilot Rosie into the cosmos to deck its halls. And we hope you'll join us for that thrilling adventure. Until then, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and a most happy Corbitsa Day! Thanks for listening. <laughs>